listener production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Oh! He Welcome to the Footy Talk Podcast on Listener. Tony Squires and Ryan Girdler in for this Saturday. Coming up, it's hip drop mania in the NRL. Another two players sent to the sin bin, but did they deserve to go? That and so much more on the Footy Talk Podcast on Listener. Welcome to the Footy Talk Podcast on Listener. Tony Squires and Ryan Girdley with you on this Saturday. G'day, Girds. Hey, Tony. How you doing? Very, very well, thank you. Hey, uh, uh, before, we get to, before we get to the topic everybody wants to get to, which, of course, is the hip drop, the, uh, you know, the most popular tackle uh, in the game. Yep. I, I, I want to talk... Everyone's to, doing it, Tony. Everyone's doing it. But before, yeah. I, before I let you off the leash, uh, because there's <laughs> some charges have just come out, and I've just got them in front of me right now, and I'll get to those in one second. I just want to quickly talk Anzac Day, uh, Anzac Round, yes. which the NRL, AFL too, but the NRL, NRL does quite brilliantly. I must admit, on Thursday, because, you know, the Tuesday, the actual Anzac Day game yeah. between the Roosters and the Dragons is my favourite of the year. Yeah. Going there and just feeling that atmosphere is honestly, there's nothing like it, nothing yeah. like it. And over the years I've thought... Uh, Given this time, it's what it's it's Tuesday. Next Tuesday is Anzac Day. Yeah, and I was hearing the last post on Thursday, and thinking, are we dissipating the energy of this? Are yeah. we starting this too early? But you know what? Last night I was watching from the game from Darwin, and there it was. And I was thinking about the importance Darwin yeah. was in terms of conflict, how close Darwin came. Uh, I thought that's really important. And any moment where you get to appreciate what those servicemen and women have done for us is is a wonderful moment. So I, I've kind of stepped back on it. I thought, no, you know what? I, first, I thought it's too long. It's you know, if Anzac Day is on Tuesday, ba- we should just celebrate it on the day. Yeah, but well, I don't know. What do you think? I, I think well, it, works. it doesn't I think always it works. fall. It doesn't always fall that late or early yep. in the week, does it, generally? Yep. So this is a little bit of a strange one. And I felt exactly the same way watching that on, on Thursday night. But then you just need to look at the service people that are down there and the and the, um, and the moments they get to share with the players going out on the field and how the crowd, because there's only, you know, a, a few thousand people that get to go to that actual Anzac Day yep. clash uh, that, we've, that we've come to love, the Roosters and, and the Dragons. So I think it just shares it throughout the game brilliantly. Yep. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. And I, I went straight to the Clavelli Hotel asking for two up immediately, but they still said, no, that's not till Tuesday. <laughs> not till Tuesday. <laughs> All right, I'm looking at the charge sheet, Gerds, here. Mm. Uh, I, I guess you won't be surprised. And I've heard you you went a little bit uh, uh, <laughs> off campus uh, and had a crack at the hip drop. I know it's not your favourite and how it's being treated is not your favourite, and I'll, I'll get to that in, in a second. Let's just get the news out of the way first on this. Okay. All right, last night, three... Uh, hip drop tackles alleged. Uh, two resolved in sin binnings. One, Payne Haas's uh, uh, on um, RCG Ramble, didn't. Yeah, Campbell Gillard. Yeah, that, that didn't. That, mm. and as it turns out, and I haven't got the absolute latest yet, but it seems like yeah. that's a, uh, a hip, a broken hip, that Ooh. will see him out for, what, 10, 12 weeks. Wow. Which is huge. So uh, the charges are Jermaine Hopgood from the Eels, a grade one dangerous contact. Uh, it's his second offence. 
Yeah. Uh, he hasn't, you know, he hasn't done a plea yet, but the penalty if he, he pleads guilty is a $1,800 to $2,500 yep. fine. Okay. Yeah, well, they've really put themselves in a corner now, Tony, haven't they? Because it was laughable the fact that, you know, Preston got sin-binned and the, the impact that that can have on the game itself and then he wasn't charged. So Bulldogs like a couple of weeks ago, yep. I, I, I guess on the back of that, it's now, well, just to save face because I think the NRL, with good intentions, have got themselves in a situation now where I, I guess they don't know how to handle it. And you've got everyone jumping at, at shadows, which is exactly what happened during that, that contest but last are, are night. Are they jumping at shadows when a bloke busts his hip? Yeah, well, I mean, if you if you have a look at the Payne Haas incident, uh-huh. Payne is a metre off his own line. Yep. He's got a guy 110 kilos, 115 kilos running at him. And if he gets through Payne, he reaches out. He almost reached out and put the ball down anyway. Mm. So um, the, the language around... Yeah, losing the legs or losing your feet. Drop, it's all this, losing this, this the feet, that, yeah. whatever it may be. Mm. Um, it, just situations that sometimes in our game are totally unavoidable. And I thought, if you want to, you know, if you want to go um, through the incidents individually, I thought the the first one with Hopgood, same situation. He was a meter or so out from his line, and he actually tackled um, the opponent around the waist. Mm. And then sort of slid down, and I didn't think there was any contact, incidental or intended, on the back of the legs whatsoever. Yeah. And he got sent off, and that was a big moment in the game. I think we were just into the second half. You know, they'd stopped the bleeding a little bit. Parramatta and were trying to get back into the contest, come with a different attitude than they did in the first half. Yeah. And then he's in the bin. Yeah. And then the man won again. I spoke about it last week, and I'll say the same thing this week. It's always going to happen in our game when you've got a 110-kilo edge back rower running at a 75 kilo half and on contact the body weight of the halfback can't stop the momentum of the back rower so you know physics will tell you that he's going to run through and if that halfback doesn't have help and I was a player that size when I played as well the only thing you have is your body weight to get that guy down otherwise if you stay on your feet you're going to be running with that guy for like 15 or 20 meters yeah I, I just don't know that the nrl need to give these guys solutions about the, what the nrl is going to, to say they're situation. going to continue to say what they're trying to look after is the welfare of the player and that's what you know that's him and their intentions above. are great too. yeah, yeah. The, the problem is and you know, i'm not a biomechanics uh, uh, into biomechanics at all but the problem to me is that even some of the classic old tackles we see of a a cover defender flying across the field. At the back of the legs. Back of the legs, diving, yep. grabbing around the hips yep. and sliding down is the great copybook tackle. Yep. Hip drop. Is that not yeah. a hip drop now? Totally. Pressure on the back of the legs is dangerous, regardless of whether it comes from you losing your legs, whether you come from, you know, a cover tackle or that diving into the back. Look at some of the things that Nathan Cleary executed on Thursday night, you know, some cover tackles that he came across and they're applauded within the game. Yeah, they're applauded within the game. How does how, how is it solved if the solution fr- from well, the NRL is is to say well, you know we're not going to change, we yeah. are going to look after the interests. So if, if we have to devise a game where that in, those injuries don't happen, yeah. what what is the construct uh, well, of, a, of, not, of a legitimate sure tackle? You can do that. I'm not sure you can do that, Tone, because there's going to be those sort of incidents in our game. There always have been and there always will be, right? So what I think they need to do is they need to go away from penalising teams on the field unless we go to the classic hip drop, which I think originated from two guys in the tackle, the third guy coming, dropping his weight on the bottom of the legs of someone that's stationary. If you've got that situation, deal with it immediately on the field. Give the guy 10 minutes, send him off, do whatever you want to eliminate that out of our game. I think everyone agrees on that. 
But if you've got a situation like the Hopgood one where they're a metre off their line, there's only one, possibly two in the tackle, it's incidental, put it on report. Yep. Yeah, because it's not all black or white with... You know, we went with his crackdown with the high shots and I got that. It was all about the safety of the players. But you could identify a high shot. If you got hit in the head, whether it was incidental or intentional, mm. you were going to get reported, you were going to get sin-binned and everyone could see that that was the situation. So therefore everyone lowered their targets and still we see it every week almost, but there's less and less and that's what the game wanted. Yep. No one can actually stand here and tell me what the hip drop is, Tony. You've got... Guys in the box that don't know what it is. You got guys in the video on the field that don't know what it is. You got Klein that saw three of those incidents and didn't react to any of them. And three three messages came down from upstairs. One where we took the playback four plays after Parramatta had a shot four times at the Broncos line. Then they go back for the Ezra Man one. Yeah. So put them on report, try and deal with it that way, try and go to the NRL clubs and ask, what can we do about this? Because the guys that are making these decisions don't understand the contact nature of the or the collision um, that our game involves. Yeah. Because those collisions are going to happen. As we said, the, the safety and protecting the head it has been and always will be uh, a prime concern, yet... Players have been taught now it is an upright tackle. That's the way people go in. And, it's almost, and, and we see face-to-face contact with, you know, violent kissing yes. quite a lot. Yep. Quite a lot now in the game. You know, yep. so th- and do we just live with it? I mean, these are things that are, are for obviously and, and brighter minds than mine. And, and the byproduct of that, Tony, is now we've got guys that feel any sort of pressure on the back of their legs. Now, just, it's almost like watching a Premier League game. Yeah. You know, that Dury came on... Yesterday, ma'am tackled him. He's 75 kilo. He flung around his back. Mm. The guy went, oh, like he was going for a penalty in the box for Manchester United. No one listened to it. He got up, played the ball and played the, the next 35 minutes fine. Yep. So you've got players now that don't will tell you that they don't know what a hip drop, drop is. Yeah. But then always, they always seem to know a hip drop when it happens to them and they stay on the field, uh, they stay on the ground and then that stops the game and then it, it just, it snowballed into something that I'm not sure why, I, I was trying to work out earlier, where did it come from? Like what was the incident that actually sparked the outrage? Yeah. And I can't think of it. You know, yeah, the I'll worst get, we'll injury we've seen. Re- research team onto that to see if we can find out. The, 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 the right. worst injury was last night's one with yeah. Campbell Gillard. Yeah. Like, that's the worst one we've seen. And that was such a unique situation. I've never seen a big guy do the splits like that on the field before. Yeah, no. And Payne Haas could not have done anything else in a one-on-one tackle that close to the line. Well, and he ducked Regan Campbell-Gillard. He ducked right at that, mo- that moment. So that kind of put – the balance was all off for Payne Haas. Uh, yeah, it's a – as a, just repeating, grade two dangerous contact, though, for Payne. Uh, he that's didn't ridiculous. get a bin then. That's, that's, one, that's one to two matches for, for him. And obviously, and on the flip side, and, uh, as we know, RCG now likely to miss 10 to 12 weeks, which is injuries massive. Happen. Hey, injuries look, happen, yeah. Next week, Tone, like mm. we got the high-flying Broncos yep. coming up against the Rabbitohs up here at Suncorp Stadium on a Friday night. The Rabbitohs just coming off beating the two-time reigning premiers. And Ryan, there, take is no sen- there is no sense gonna, of occasion rule gonna, in rugby league. Take, well, but no, the fact that th- this, is, this is why the fans get upset, Tony. Mm. And, and you go online and look at the fans. No one understands this. They all think it's a, it's a storm in a teacup. 
but that's that's what they that's what they take away from the fans. The fans don't really care about last night. They're moving on to next week, and all the Brisbane fans and all the South Sydney fans who are probably happy about it are thinking about this contest on Friday night. The two form teams in the competition coming together, and you take away two of their best players. Aren't the Parramatta fans thinking we've lost our big bloke, and their big bloke still playing? They're, well, they're thinking about the injury to RCG, and they're probably if they have a look at that incident, they're probably going to make their own mind up about. You know, what else? You need to think of it logically. Like, what else could have pain done? Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> our time's it's almost farcical. up. But it's, we it's, it's, it's farcical. <laughs> it, it is farcical. Okay. Uh, incidentally, in and around that, there was a game of rugby league and Parramatta didn't get that job done, though they did come back in the back end, 26-16 uh, to 16, <laughs> Brisbane. Uh, and, well, it was warm. wasn't quite as warm as is expected, that 32, 34. I think it was 27, 28 degrees when they kicked wet. off. And wet. <laughs> it wasn't a wet. <laughs> it's, it's the classic weather person in Darwin. Oh, the t- 32 with a late storm. <laughs> Every day. 32 yeah. with a late storm. But the fans yeah. were there. They uh, they, yeah, they so turned good. up uh, and, and they didn't move in no. those conditions. But Parramatta were, I mean, Brisbane are such a pretty team when they get going, aren't they? Yeah, they're beautiful to watch, that yeah. first 40 minutes. Um, anyone uh, that wasn't taking the Broncos seriously caught that against quality opposition after they dismantled the Tigers a few weeks ago. Yep. I think now of uh, well and truly got the Broncos in the frame. I was up at um, Darwin at the start of the year, Tone, spent mm. time um, on Larrakia country, and I was really surprised with a lot of the elders up there, the Indigenous elders, how um, how much they loved rugby league. Yeah. I was taken aback, really. They all wanted to talk footy. They all went, They love Origin. They love Queensland, unfortunately. But um, I thought it would have been, like, heavy um, geared towards the, the AFL. AFL. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they the Indigenous communities up there love um, I love the NRL, so I was so happy to see that game up there because they were all texting me. Yeah, they were all up there, and they were at the game. It was uh, it was beautiful to see. So yeah, it was great. Uh, good on the good on the Eels for doing that. There's a real community up there that love the footy, and um, and they're really uh, letting them scratch that itch. But um, yeah, they would. Uh, Ezra Mam, he's just becoming my new favourite footy player because his defence yeah. is so strong for a little bloke. He absolutely hits and punishes, yeah. but he's quick. And that little flick pass to Adam Reynolds. Uh, yeah. after that break was just so sweet. Yeah. yeah, well, you won't see him for two weeks, Tone. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> and you just, you know, you, you, thanks for putting the explanation mark on the point. Um, he was he was exceptional. I mean, they're such a well-balanced team. Um, you've got, you know, that Cobbo um, and Oates, Oates back. Yeah, it was great. And what they did through the middle. I, I think the Parramatta, when, when you're sort of doing... Um, you know, you're doing your video on, on the Broncos, you probably get a little bit overwhelmed. Okay, so who do we stop first? They've got so many different weapons. How do we go about um, this one? And I think they just they miss their assignment. You've always got to stop the boys in the middle. You've got to stop Haas, Flegler and Carrigan, and you've got to stop their offloads. And I just don't think Parramatta, who have got a really physical side and play, you know, really good in those sort of physical contests, they just didn't turn up for their assignment. Uh, Borlo and I think RCG will be a little bit disappointed with that and Ryan Madison. Yep. And then on the back of the momentum that was created through the middle, it just opened up the edges um, and they're just, you know, when they're in that sort of form and they're playing with that sort of rhythm, it's beautiful to watch. Indeed it is. All right, look, uh, so much ahead. You're listening to the Footy Talk podcast on Listener. When we come back, we'll preview a massive Super Saturday. <laughs> 
Welcome back to the Footy Talk podcast on Listener. Tony Squires and Ryan Girdler with you, Echo Girds. Uh, today, tonight, two games. Where are we looking at in the, uh, the Bulldogs and Cronulla? The Bulldogs have made that move. Um, Matt Burton into halfback. Doesn't make a lot of sense to me, Tone. Yeah. Not really sure what usually the difference is between the six and the seven these days. But obviously, they're going to play it like uh, they want Matty at first receiver. Yep. Take a little bit more ownership. Get his hands on the football just a little bit more and and maybe just free Cole up a little bit more to work on, I don't know, other parts of his game. But I would have thought it's it, it, it sort of the... Um, the way that they naturally play, Kyle would always be there in that seven jersey, but they're going to give Maddie the opportunity to go in there. So we'll see how that turns out for him. Unfortunately, the Bulldogs have just got, they've just been ravaged with injury, yeah. injury to key personnel, and they just can't build any of those combinations. I'm surprised that Avrilo is named. I'm not sure whether he'll play. He looked busted last mm. week. And uh, yeah, they're the walking wounded at the moment coming up against a, a pretty um, informed Sharky's outfit that are coming off a, a really a gritty win against the Roosters with a, an informed Nico Hines, and I think they might be just too much to handle today for the Doggies. All right. North Queensland, who have been disappointing all year, really. Newcastle, who haven't got the numbers on the board, but just look like they're a team that wants to play and play it tough. Uh, where, where are you leaning? Well, they're playing this year how the Cowboys played last year. Yeah. And, um, yeah, not an easy place to go and play, but they obviously get Kalen back. Uh, they keep Lockie Miller, who's probably the form Knights player, uh, in, in in 23, he's at the back. I'm looking forward to seeing how that combination develops. And and a couple of missing, obviously, Tom Lolo out for the Cowboys. Lukey's out. Um, Neem's out. So they're missing a, through, a, a few forwards through the middle. And I just think the Knights, on the back of, um, you know, the way that they're playing and the confidence and their willingness to play, you know, for in, um, at, at, at an intensity for a, a long period of time, will get the job done. Love it. Okay, what's your bold prediction? Um, I'm going to say two games on Super Saturday. There'll be seven sin bins. <laughs> <laughs> See, my, my bold prediction last Saturday was that there would be no hip drops. Uh, <laughs> no okay, no, that's ridiculous. That's yeah. not bold. That was stupid. Yeah. Uh, okay, my bold prediction is that Kalen Ponga will go through the game without concussion. Tony. That's a good bold prediction. Okay. That's a positive thing. All right. Welcome back, Kalen. Uh, Love it to speak with you, Gerds. I uh, remember, Likewise, of course, son. that is all for the Saturday edition of the Footy Talk podcast. On listener, Jimmy Graham, Ben Dobbin. They'll be back in the hot seat tomorrow. Speak soon. Listener.